everybody. You're on the Daily Drive with Denise DiRigoli. I believe it's the fuel for your mind, your body, your spirit that you choose that ultimately shapes the life you live. So no matter where you are in the world today, I'm so thankful that you stopped by here and hopefully fuel up with a little motivation and a little inspiration. Every week we bring on different topics that look at life and how we live it and hopefully help us move forward. Sometimes we bring on national and global change makers, purpose-driven business owners, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, actors, educators, athletes, spiritual leaders, creatives, and regular peeps like me and you. Today though, I wanna talk about what fuels us in terms of our commitments and our intentions. Many times we make these commitments and intentions to ourselves because we wanna move forward. You know, things this year that I've heard were, I'm buying a new business, I'm starting a new business, I'm moving my business, um, I'm changing my business completely, I'm buying a house, I'm renovating a house, I'm going back to college, I'm saving money for a big goal, I'm trying to lose weight. I mean, these are pretty typical things. You know, they're sort of the nine major areas of life that I think every human being in today's society um, works on, whether it's spiritual, emotional, financial, educational, environmental, relationship. You know, we all have things that we want to achieve. And then somewhere along the line, we've made these commitments to ourselves and life happens. You know, something doesn't go the way as planned or we get veered off course because something else needs our immediate attention. And then maybe we get a broken promise or there's a delay or an unforeseen circumstance and our old habits and defaults creep in and we almost lose our momentum. We almost back off. I know I do. And sometimes if we just take a pause, if we can just put a pause in our day and recognize the signs, we might be able to reshape, re-steer ourselves before it goes too far south and we're really out of whack and away from our intentions, our goals, and we kind of give up. And then that self-criticism, that self-judgment comes in and, and that even you know makes life harder. So here are the signs I think we need to watch out for that tell us that we're getting away from our commitments and our intentions regular everyday life. It just happens, right? Somebody gets sick, somebody needs to drive here or there, someone needs, you know, your extra attention. You fall away from what your your goals or your personal intentions are. You get distracted because you've got to make decisions. You know, maybe you're leading an organization, maybe you're leading a family, maybe you're leading a charity or something, you know, that involves community change. And, you know, we, the, those of us that are leading anything are constantly in the need to prioritize. And sometimes we prioritize ourselves to the bottom of the list. We get tired. We become the hamster on the wheel. We get distracted. Sometimes we're distracted because of those, you know, unforeseen fires, but sometimes we listen to too many opinions or we look outside of ourselves for answers. And sometimes through doing that, we get caught up in idle chit chat. Sometimes that borderlines idle gossip. All these things aren't good fuel. If we're not really sleeping well and we're not putting a little bit of exercise into our routine or we're not moving our bodies, we start to maybe crave junk food. And you know, you've been on the cycle where you just kind of give in and things return to the old crazy life that they were. And I say crazy as a term of endearment. I don't use that as in a literal sense. So if you ever hear me say, oh, that person's real crazy or it was a crazy day, I'm not saying it in a derogatory way. Um, it's kind of my own use of the word. 
Anyways, the definition of crazy you've heard in a joke before is doing the same thing over and over and over, hoping for a different result. So sometimes what we've got to do is really develop a new muscle, a muscle of self-recognition and self-awareness. And I believe that starts with mindfulness. So I think that self-reflection or setting up a little routine in and around, for me, it's in the morning, it could be at night. When you set up a little routine of self-reflection, it fosters self-awareness. And when you understand your, your emotions, you can better understand your strengths and weaknesses and what drives you. In the same way, leaders of anything need to have a little self-regulation, right? You need to be able to control and redirect any disruptive emotions or impulses or things that distract you and things that default you back to your old habits. So how can you do that? Well, here's a few of the ways that I think are really important. In the morning or at night, give yourself five minutes of just downtime, quiet time, not talking, somewhere quiet. I personally like to reflect in the morning. I might read something inspirational. My friend Jeannie Kelly jumps out of bed or gently comes out of bed and says thank you three times. Whatever that routine for you that allows you to get into a reflective state, put that in your morning routine as a must in the same way you would brush your teeth. Then try to figure out how you can exercise, whether you're doing you know, a plank for 30 seconds in your room or sit-ups or you're taking a morning walk with a friend like I do with my friend Maria on Sundays or you're, in my case, riding my bike during the week with Troy. Got to find some way to exercise. And if you can't exercise, do chair yoga. Do something that allows you to move your body. Simple things. Park further away. Take the stairs. Little ways just to stretch the muscle of mindfulness. Yes, some of us are in regular exercise routines. That's great. But I'm talking about just being mindful of moving your body and stretching. Doing maybe some foot, you know, uh, foot frogs. There's a pose in yoga where you you know, squat down on your feet. People forget how important their feet are. They think every other muscle is important, but muscles in your feet are equally important as I'm learning more and more these days from my yoga classes. So some form of exercise and some form of self-care. And then map out your day. What's your day look like? Now, if you've got a whole new goal or a whole new intention or a commitment, whether that be to losing weight or buying a building or starting a business, You've got to do things in and around that goal. But I mean, you've got to live regular life. So map out your day. What does that look like today? Now, some of us have to-do lists. I personally get too caught up in to-do lists. And sometimes I think we have so many things on our to-do list, that becomes a distraction. So map out your day with a, with a modest, achievable to-do list. And then a couple things that relate to that goal or intention. When you find yourself veering off, you know, you're not sleeping, you're being distracted, you're moving towards the junk food, you're kind of, you know, you hear the negative self-talk coming in. Look at that list, the list that you made that day and say, where can I fit in time to maybe take a pause? Be mindful. I often say in the seminars I teach, you know, there's one steering wheel in a car for a reason. If there were two, we'd all be off road. So you're in charge of steering your thoughts steering your actions, and steering your responses. 
If you have this great intention or something you're building and it's not going right and you lose your marbles or you lose your patience, which we all do, that really can send you off the track because now there's negative self-talk that's involved. Maybe you've hurt somebody's feelings. Maybe you're regretting what you said. But if you map out your day and you steer your intentions with some sort of a morning routine that sets the, the tone and invites in the best possible outcomes, you can see how you're better prepared. You know, planning in visualization would be the next thing that I would suggest. And this doesn't need to take hours and hours and hours so you're not getting your work done. I think these things can happen for me personally in under 10 minutes a day. So I set the tone of the day, I steer the thoughts, I steer the actions because I write things down. And naturally when you write things down, you've created a greater commitment because you put it on paper. Um, and then the other thing I think that's important is make your day top heavy which means do the thing you dread the most on that to-do list and get it out of the way. Then you can move towards your other commitments and intentions. The roadblocks will come in. I mean, we will never have unforeseen weather conditions. We will never have unforeseen obstacles. And sometimes we can lay the best plans and intentions and things still get in our way. Not everybody will cooperate, but if you constantly reset your energy uh, in a way that's non-judgmental, inviting in the best possible outcomes with a little bit of planning, ultimately the road trip is going to be a little bit smoother. So for today, I'm thinking about my intentions and my commitments that I've made for the past nine months as I move into the final quarter of the year. And things I'm thinking about are ways that I'm growing our business and how we're moving our daughter through uh, what she wants to achieve in her high school years. And I'm also trying to spend a little bit more time with family and those that I love, and I'm trying to take more downtime. And how I do that is I really plan it into my day. And when something throws me off my track, you know, that makes me want to eat like a giant bowl of ice cream at nine o'clock at night or skip yoga the next day or vent off to one of my friends, I say, you know, how is that really serving me? And where can I make peace with myself so that I don't need to do that? Where can I step back into my shoes? Sometimes it's just as simple as taking a walk outside, taking a couple deep breaths, kind of recalibrating my thoughts and then walking back in to whatever is going on in my day. And then the other side to that is, if I'm really trying to make this goal, this commitment and this intention, and it's not happening nine months later, maybe I need to say, hey, it's time to shift lanes. Maybe I need to let that intention or goal go. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it wasn't that important to me can be a myriad of things. But this all comes down to you and you steering your car. And if you don't connect up with yourself mindfully, not necessarily listening to the opinions from out, outside, but if you don't connect up with yourself mindfully, you won't deliver the true results you seek to yourself. So I think that in October, you know, it's the season of fall. We're getting into the quiet respite as we move into the hibernation of winter. It's a good time to Take a look at how committed you really are and what ideas really jazz you up and what ideas really don't jazz you up and where you can visualize and map out your success, kind of let go of what's not serving you and think about what is serving you and how you can catch those signs. I'm tired. I'm eating sort of whacked out. 
I'm chasing the shiny objects. I'm distracted by all the social media. It's giving me an excuse not to look at my true intentions. You know, I'm falling into the idle chit chat that's not serving me. Re-steer those thoughts around because regardless of what's going on, you, we are all mentoring. We're all sort of in a leadership position, even though you might say, oh, well, you know, I don't have anything that I'm leading. You know, we are communicating with our family, our friends, and we are all a mentor and a teacher and a trainer to each other, regardless of our professional status. We are all collaborating. So I think it's really important to be sincere to yourself so that everybody that you're interacting with will respond back in a similar way. It's how you feel your mind, your body, your spirit that will create the lifestyle you live. And when you do it authentically, you'll invite more authentic people and situations into your life. So take a quick second to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Troy Fine Art Services, fine art restoration and conservation for your works of art, your heirlooms, and things that you value. Taking what was once beautiful and restoring it to its original condition is sort of magical. When you have Troy Amuso, a conservator here in Connecticut, work on your pieces. You can reach him at www.troyfineart.com. He's been in the fine art restoration business for over 35 years. Highly uh, esteemed, valued, renowned restorer, trained by Jan van de Viver, a Dutch conservator. Uh, he learned the craft starting around the ages of 14 when he was Jan van de Viver's shop hand. Check him out at troyfineart.com. I hope if you've liked this episode, as I said, you will share it and invite your friends to follow us on social media. Tweet us your questions. Connect with me at denisedegrigley.com. It's always a pleasure to meet you here on the drive. Wherever you are, remember these two things. However you finish this sentence, I am blank is what you are. So if you want to steer your thoughts today, steer them with I am. And that will point you in the right direction. Thanks for tuning in. It's how you feel your mind, your body, your spirit that creates your lifestyle and the best version of yourself. Fuel it here. Tune in on Tuesdays with Denise DeGregoli. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great week.